It's Thursday, the 28th of February, 2019, and from London, I'm Alec Hogg, and here's your business flash briefing. In today's global business headlines, U.S. President Donald Trump has been described as a con man, a racist, and a liar by his personal lawyer of 10 years, Michael Cohen, who testified before Congress yesterday. In a riveting televised event, Cohen provided proof of how his former boss had broken the electoral law a fortnight before the 2016 presidential election vote, and again some months afterwards when he was actually in office. Cohen claims that Trump personally decided to pay $135,000 in hush money to porn star Stormy Daniels. Cohen also provided evidence of how Trump had falsified his financial statements to both evade tax and then to bolster his apparent asset base when seeking a loan from Deutsche Bank. Inquisitors from Trump's Republican Party branded Cohen an unreliable witness who was motivated by revenge because he was not given a big job in the White House. Six Africans feature on Bloomberg's list of the world's 500 richest people, which was released yesterday. They are led by 61-year-old Nigerian Aliko Dangoti, whose net worth is estimated at 17 billion U.S. dollars. Three South Africans make the list, Nikki Oppenheimer and Johan Rupert with $7 billion each, and Nati Kirsch at $6 billion. The bulk of the three's assets are held outside the continent. The other two Africans on the list are Egyptian brothers Naseth and Nagwib Sawiris at $7 billion and $5 billion respectively. This year's rich list is headed by Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, who's worth $136 billion, followed by Microsoft's Bill Gates at $98 billion and Berkshire Hathaway's Warren Buffett at $83 billion. Americans dominate the list, but this year there are 44 Chinese billionaires named among the 500. The share price of the UK's Metro Bank took another 26% pasting yesterday after it emerged that the one-time London market darling needs a £350 million capital injection from shareholders and it might also have to repay a £120 million prize received from the EU intended to enhance banking competition. Metrobank's shares, which started trading at £22 when first listed three years ago and actually peaked at £40 last March, are now trading below £10 each. Yesterday's drop was influenced by news that the bank is at risk of being fined by both the UK's Financial Conduct Authority and its Prudential Regulation Authority after Metro misclassified a large number of commercial loans. Accounting for them correctly would have required Metrobank to hold a higher level of capital and thus grow a lot more slowly. When the storm broke, Metrobank CEO Craig Donaldson offered to resign and repay his most recent £800,000 bonus, but this was declined by the Board of Directors. In South African-related news, the ugly truth emerged yesterday about how the Guptas and their allies at Eskom and in Jacob Zuma's cabinet strong-armed the international mining house Glencore to sell a major South African coal mine. In his marathon testimony to the Zondo Commission, Glencore's former chief executive for South Africa, Clinton Efron, provided details of how the previous Eskom chief executive, Brian Molefi, 
and Zuma's mining minister, Mosebenzi Benzizwani, acted for the Gupta brothers to force Glencore to sell the Optimum mine. It emerged that Zwani personally arranged a meeting in Zurich with Glencore CEO Ivan Glasenberg to negotiate the sale of the mine to the Guptas. This is the first time that anyone from Glencore has spoken publicly about the event. Efron also implicated Molifi's successor, Marcella Koko, bureaucrat Joel Raffella, and Gupta bagman Salim Essa. This has been your Biz News Flash Briefing. Until the next time, cheerio.